I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Hey folks, what's up? How are you? Welcome back. It's Ben Carter, your favorite life transformation coach. It's a brand new show. I know you've missed me, right? I've missed you too. November has been a very crazy month. Um, I've been picking up a lot more work, uh, more clients, more service work, more volunteerism. Uh, and November is my national holiday month. It's the month that I was born. So November 12th, you can wish me a happy belated birthday. I accept that. November 12th was my birthday and uh, I've been celebrating all month. My, my birthday party was Saturday, this past Saturday. And it was it was amazing. It really was. I wasn't expecting anyone to show up. I've never had a birthday party before. I'm not a dancer. I'm not a partier. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not that kind of guy. So I didn't expect anyone to show up. And for those people that did, I'm very, very grateful to have seen their face uh, and heard their kind words. And so I was really encouraged on this weekend and I'm really excited to be alive. When I tell you I am so super duper happy to have experienced turning 40. It is unbelievable. I didn't think I would make it this far. There were times in my life when I didn't want my life. Uh, there were times in my life when I thought I needed to have certain things to be happy. But thank God that I realized and that I discovered that joy is not based on circumstance. Joy does not require me having uh, more than or less than or having to have achieved anything. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Creator, the joy of the Most High is my strength. The fact that I was created for this time, for a purpose, I'm so excited to know why I exist and to be able to experience breath and life. I'm enthused. I am absolutely enthused and encouraged to continue this walk in spite and despite of the foolishness that just took place in the election. <laughs> so that's what this show is about. It really is about not the politics of it, but the purpose of it. 
how we intend to survive the next few years. So the show is What the Hell Just Happened? Five Tips to Surviving Politics. So I would encourage you to share the show. Call your friends, the folks that you've been debating with, uh, the folks that have been heartbroken. Uh, I put up a post a few weeks back and said, we are experiencing symptoms of um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, We are really in a place in our lives where we are absolutely in shock. And for the folks that continue to excuse some of the behavior, uh, you are responsible for helping set the tone of where we are in the country right now. And we have got to shift that thing. We've got to raise the vibration. We've got to do better than what we've done. And so that's what this show is about, um, about really identifying how we want to behave as individuals and then how we want to behave as a community and as a nation, right? Uh, So that's what this show is about. I've been doing a lot. The eBooks are still out there. So go to my website, www.livellccoaching.com and download for free the Victory Trilogy, the latest and greatest, Conquering Survival and Leaping into Victory. I have been enjoying life in spite of uh, what has happened to us as a nation, as a culture, uh, as human beings who share this country. So Though I am very, very excited to be alive and to be in breath and to share this moment with you, uh, it is my prayer that we wake up into our own individual purpose, that we wake up into our own individual spirituality, that we wake up into consciousness, that we wake up into the truth and we come out of opinion and stop trying to be right in a obviously wrong situation. (laughs) So that's what we're talking about. And I would encourage you to grab a pen, a pencil, uh, some paper, get your favorite little cocktail. I won't be before you too long. I promise. I promise (laughs) that I won't. But I do want to share some things with you. And I'm not going to mention names because, you know, I hate politics. So I'm not going to mention names or attempt to drag people through the mud. That's not my intent. That's not my intention. What I do want to do is focus on what we've all been feeling, though. I think there is a blanket of disgust. I think there is a blanket of fear. I think there is a blanket of rage over a large sum of the population, millions of us, Uh, feel an uprising and an uproar in our spirit and our intellect and we're just like hell no this isn't right this isn't right on a moral spiritual ethical level that's what we feel and even though we are experiencing fear I don't think the fear is coming from a place of I'm afraid of you or it I think we are afraid that we have taken 50 steps back We felt like we had progressed, and now it feels like there is a strong regression. Uh, And the feelings that had suppressed, uh, we had suppressed, have kind of uh, boiled over uh, and up into the surface. And so we are experiencing um, the wrath of hate, the wrath of disengagement, disconnect, 
dishonesty. Uh, and so we're all in that right now. And I just want to talk about it. That's what I want to do. And I want to talk to the people who want to live above that. I want to talk to the people who want to move around that. I want to talk to the people who look at that mountain and who take their mustard seed faith and say, mountain be moved. I want to talk to the people who understand that this isn't just a what you see in the media is what you get kind of thing. Those are the people that I want to talk to. And those of you who feel that this is a time to celebrate, I celebrate for you. I celebrate with you and I acknowledge your celebration that you feel like finally a change has taken place and that you have won. But I would encourage you to dig deeper and look deeper and ask yourself, are we really one nation? Even though your party may have won, are we one nation? One nation under the groove, getting down just for the funk of it. What? What? You know, I always got to break into a song, but are we really one nation under God? Are we willing to to put ourselves aside and, and look higher and think higher? I think we can all answer that question honestly without me even having to give an answer. So what I want you to do is get your your favorite little drink, adjust yourselves. There is a video that I watched not too long ago. Um, someone posted it on my personal Facebook page and I believe I posted it on my business page. It came from The Guardian. What I want to do is just show a clip of it because what it did was it made me feel compassion for those people who I thought or who I labeled to be racist. Every person that voted for him is not a racist. Every person that voted for her is not a dishonest liar. So any every person that voted for him does not represent hate, does not represent sexism, does not represent um, the nasty isms that we've been kind of throwing on them. So I had to step back and settle into my highest value, which is compassion and accountability and become accountable for how I was showing up and started pointing the finger and blaming people for feeling the way that they felt when they were just as justified in their feeling and in their opinion as I am and as you are. So I would encourage you, invite you to sit in your compassion, to become accountable and take responsibility for the words that you speak, the thoughts that you think, and the energetic makeup that you allow yourself to produce and distribute from your being. I want you to watch this. I want you to really refrain from judgment, settle down, sit back, and be objective. Take a look at this. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Occasionally, somebody will pull in the driveway asking for directions or they're looking for something else in the county. <clears throat> All the good activity is gone, and we, we're just sitting here now. I want to find more people who are still clinging on in McDowell. I asked for a tour from Sabrina Schrader, an anti-poverty campaigner up for re-election to the House of Delegates in the next door county. Born and raised in McDowell, she introduces me to people from her childhood. Alma McNeely used to have a good factory job. Now she recycles cans for extra money. 
when I was little, there was plenty of jobs. Uh, you got timbering and coal mines and uh, people at filling, had putting in filling stations, working on cars and stuff. Coal fields gone. They done timbered everything out, so that leaves about everybody gone. Where did you pick up cans from? Road. Anywhere's. How much is it by pound? I think it's 45 cents now. That's not, I mean, you gotta no. get a lot to get 45 cents. Yeah. It's a lot of work. You always gotta start at the bottom of the totem boat. Well, you don't. Or we started out the bottom, so that's where that's we gotta right, start. Right. But rich oh, people, most of them didn't start out the bottom. No, they started at the top and stayed at the top. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So it's impossible for them to have our perspective and understand what to do to help millions of poor people when they haven't been poor themselves. They can't design a system that's going to help us. What is the appeal of Donald Trump? People are desperate for hope. Trump says, I'm going to make America great again. And they want to believe something good. They'll do just about anything for a job because they want to feed their families. So they're getting tricked. They're getting manipulated and they believe things are different than what they are. Schrader spends a lot of time educating McDowell voters, including her grandfather. No, there's my papa. There. Yeah, right down the window. Yeah, it's yeah, my papa. Hey, papa, you need a ride? Yeah. All right, well, hop on in. Yep. How are you doing? Pretty good, are you? <laughs> what do you think of Donald Trump? I hope we get it. Why? Huh? Why? Well, I just, uh, get, I don't set uh, our coal mine down tap, and Hilda uh, don't, uh, Donald get, he don't put our coal mine back. Because that's what the news is saying, but the news is not reporting the whole truth. I vote for that black guy two times. Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my papa's a Democrat. Because mm -hmm. you're in the United Mine Workers of America, aren't you? Union worker. My papa was a coal miner. I worked 26 years in coal mine. 26 years. I ain't dead yet. Thank God. <laughs> Have a good one. Love you, papa. Schrader's grandfather was among the tens of thousands of miners who had well-paid jobs in McDowell. It was once the coal capital of America. I'm just an old coal miner and I labor for my bread. But most of those jobs vanished here in the 1960s and 70s, when machines replaced humans. The few remaining coal mines are struggling because of restrictions on carbon emissions and much cheaper natural gas produced through fracking. The future of the coal industry is bleak, but that's not a message McDowell wants to hear. We're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of business. Those 15 words are haunting Clinton in coal country, but her campaign says she was taken out of context. I'm the only candidate which has a policy about how to bring economic opportunity using clean renewable energy as the key into coal country because we're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of business. She said, I'm going to put the miners and the mines out of business. That's a tough one to explain, wouldn't you say? We're going to put the miners back to work. We're going to put the miners back to work. We're going to get those mines open. Oh, cold country. Five days after that speech, Trump won a stunning 91.5% of Republican primary votes in McDowell. 
it's unsurprising that his bold promises have traction in a place in such steep decline. Life expectancy for men is lower than it was in 1980 and is now on a par with Ethiopia. Welcome back. Welcome back. That was interesting, wasn't it? I thought it was heartbreaking when, when I watched it. I thought it was heartbreaking and I just thought that it was the most cruel thing uh, to do to people, to stand before people and lie to them about your intention. And I believe that we expect that with politicians, we do. We expect them to behave a certain way. We expect them to be dishonest. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is, why do we keep accepting that kind of behavior from people who are supposed to lead us? who are obviously ignorant to the need of the people, who are obviously moralless and emotionally immature when it comes to understanding uh, how to lead, instruct, guide, uh, and create an environment for all people. So when I watched that, that clip, when I saw that video, that's when I said to myself, what the hell are we doing? What the hell just happened to our country? I know we live in the United States and I've been told my entire life that this is the melting pot. America wants to come, America wants to come to America. That's great. That was a mistake, <laughs> but it might not be. America might very well need to come to America. So the, the fictionalized America <laughs> might need to be introduced to the factual America. And the fictional or fictionalized America, excuse me, would be the America where we say it's the melting pot. It's the land of the free. It's the home of the brave. Everyone has the opportunity and the right to speak their mind. Everyone has the opportunity and the right to be in the presence of their God or the God of their understanding and they can believe what they want. I don't know if we actually live up to our own words. You know, I know that we live in the United States, but are we living in a state of unity? Think about that. We live in the United States of America, but are we actually in a state of unity is our human being as we share the 50 states in a state of unity uh, and I think that this election has taken the world by storm I think it's broken a lot of hearts I think people are shocked uh, I think there are a lot of people who are in mourning because they are afraid and they do feel like the world ended it didn't you know let me encourage you that sometimes what you see isn't really what's happening and what you see with your natural eye you're supposed to look with a more spiritual emotional um, psychologically sound eye so see above it see around it see through it but sometimes what looks to be a war a storm um, is a manifestation of something greater deeper uh, and so that morning, I believe that's where it's coming from. But uh, fear not, fear not. You have to grab hold to something greater, bigger, more loving, 
um, and less harming and alarming than the BS that we're dealing with. I believe that there is outrage. I believe that there is dissension. Um, people are protesting. People are demanding change. Um, and like I said, people are celebrating. But when you take a look at that video clip and you listen to people's belief system and they believe that change is going to take place and jobs are going to be restored and uh, small towns and counties will be revived. I don't know if that's true. I would like to believe that it's true. Uh, at the end of the day, it really shouldn't matter who's in position. Uh, everyone should be sharing a common goal to make that true for all of us. Uh, but for some of us, we've been forgotten. The poor have, they've been forgotten. The poor has gotten poorer and the middle class have just become all the more invisible while the wealthy continue to get wealthy. So we want to make sure that we understand what's happening, but that's not my goal to focus on him or her or them. I want to be aware of it. I want to be conscious of the nastiness that's going on. I want to be conscious of my feelings, and I also want to make sure that I don't put off on you what I'm feeling. Um, I was in a judgment zone so deep for a few weeks where I was looking at any person that didn't look or sound like me with a sat with a with a side eye saying that then you probably are you know you probably are a little racist you probably do have a little hate in your heart for me and I don't think that's true I don't think that there's this mutual exclusivity um, in regards to them voting for him and absolutely absolutely hating me or people that look like me or women or people who practice um, or people who are uh, Muslim uh, or or uh, answer to the nation of Islam forgive me I had a, a brain fart um, <laughs> so I don't think that you're one or the other I think sometimes people have locked and married themselves to their agenda that maybe they can't see the forest for the trees. Now, I would have liked for someone to say, um, all bets are off for anyone who will slightly support uh, any form of racism. If you are in association with any uh, white supremacist or any uh, sexist group or any group that believes all uh, Muslims are terrorists, I, all bets are off because that is just not true. It's a lie. It's a limiting belief. It's just dishonest and I don't want to be a part of that. Now, I would have liked for that to have happened. That didn't happen and I get it. I understand it. So I don't want to become the angry black man, right? So you all know I have this segment, that segment that says, Dear people, dear people who are not. The last one we did was dear people um, who are not um, African-American. Um, and, and this one is dear people uh, who didn't vote for him. Um, please stop expecting us to just go along with the status quo. Please stop expecting us to be respectful or loyal. People feel disrespected by this person's presence. And when you devalue and you do not acknowledge or validate that we actually have a point, you make the situation worse. We can't come to an agreement. So dear people who voted for him and you feel like 
we should just jump along on the bandwagon and support this person who is um, head of state. Newsflash, we don't feel represented by this person who is the head of state. And for you to constantly spit on us is disrespectful, nasty, and in line with that person. So that's why you're not getting the, the compromise or the loyalty or the respect that you think you should. Step outside of your party, step outside of your agenda, step outside of what you think you want for your household and think about the impact that this might, and I use might because this might turn out to be something magical for the entire country, but think about how this might affect those people who are not as happy and celebratory as you. And that's when I'll show up and compromise. Um, I'm in full compassion now, but you need to know that the anger is relevant. The rage is relevant. It needs to be validated and it needs to be acknowledged. Okay. Um, so get off your and stop pretending like you don't know why people are behaving this way. You know, you should be asking yourself, am I really in alignment with this person in totality? Um, am I really agreeing with what this person is doing? So that's why I'm here. I've got five tips for you. Five tips. Uh, get your pen, get your paper, because I'm inviting everyone. And these five tips, listen, the five tips are not intended to be a static set of tips. You can add on to this as much as you like. You can get a post-it. You can put this in your phone. You can text it to yourself. Text it to your friends, because this is how you're going to survive and thrive and rise above the political pitifulness that we're dealing with. And I mean on every side. I think we had an opportunity to create great change in this world earlier in the year. I think that there was someone who represented the people and who represented humanity. And we said as human beings, damn humanity, my agenda, my ism is more important than humanity. And that's our problem. We don't know how to be human beings. We don't even know how to agree, how to agree on or agree with what makes us one nation under God, one nation under a groove, baby. And that is the fact that we're all human beings. We all have brains. We all have hearts. We all have feelings, thoughts, emotions. We can't agree on that. So we skipped our own humanity. We spit on our own humanity. When we saw that there was somebody out there who was willing to not just live for the people, but put themselves in harm's way to die for the people, not in, in 2016 or 2010 or 2001, but 1955 and 1965 and someone who said, I need to represent what is right for everyone. So we had an opportunity, right? And for those of us who still feel like there is an opportunity, despite some of the obvious oppositions, the first tip I have for you, the first tip that I have for you is to focus, stay focused, focus on your purpose in life. If you don't know what your purpose in life is, you are up the creek without a paddle. Now is not a time to be on this earth and not be conscious 
or woke to why you were created. You, I've been telling you this for the past three years. You are not an accident despite how you may have come to be, right? You are here by great divine uh, destiny, if you will. You were intended to be here. Your being here is not a coincidence or an accident. So if you keep living this life just to work a nonsensical job that keeps you at the brink of poverty, poverty and just above lack, you've got to see yourself bigger and greater than that. And I'm not talking finances. I'm talking about every dimension of your being, your entire set of wellness, right? Everything, everything, right? So focus on your purpose in life without expecting for politicians to give your life value. Stop expecting for them to give your life value and to build your self-worth for you. That is not their role and not their responsibility. Not everyone who is in a leader's position is an effective leader, right? Some of them are ineffectively ineffective, <laughs> where they are masterful at creating a bunch of mess, where they are masterful, masterful at just remaining mediocre. Stay focused. The second thing that I want you to do is educate, but do not inundate. Educate yourself, educate yourself, but do not inundate yourself with the foolishness of politics. So stay educated about what's going on, but do not become inundated or consumed spending hours a day uh, focused on looking at social media, reading everybody's opinion, watching that news outlet who constantly produces and distributes very one-sided um, political views. Research, stay conscious, but do not allow it to affect your consciousness. Stay conscious of what's going on, but do not allow it to become the main download in your stream of consciousness. You should be uploading into the stream of consciousness um, in, the, in the universe, raising the vibration. You should be uploading into the stream of consciousness positivity, love, creative creativity. You should be serving. You should be a vessel of innovation. You should be a vessel of openness. You should be able to see things in a high definition 3D view, not this flat surface level thing that we have going on. So educate yourself, but do not inundate yourself with the politics of what's going on. Number three, update. Update yourself. What does that mean? That means you got to grow up. The, the way that you respond to your coworkers, the way that you respond to your family members when they start talking about it, the way that you respond to social media, the way that you respond to your God. Stop using God as a cliche. God, I know you've got my back, but you're not willing to have your brother or your sister's back. I'm just going to leave it in the hands of God. God is not a cliche. If you really believe that there's a higher power, connect yourself to that higher power, plug in and use that as a resource, as a tool to become something bigger and better than the foolishness that's taking place on this low, very earthly 
I'm trying to think of something nice to say. Just very lowbrow. We'll leave it at that. So update your spiritual, your emotional, and your psychological intelligence. Think above it. Feel above it. Share above what's happening. You will deal with a lot of manipulative dialogue at work, in school, at home. Some deep-rooted hate and some obnoxious stupidity. A lot of people right now are standing proud in their hate and in their ignorance. In order to stand with them and argue with them, right, and combat them, you're going to have to stoop real low. And in order to stoop that low, you're going to have to break your back. You're going to not have to use your backbone. You're going to have to be slimy. You're going to have to be like a worm and a snake. And it's not worth it. Don't stoop that low. Maneuver around their BS. Grow above it. Grow up. That's what number three is. Update yourself. Update yourself spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. Number four. The fourth tip is build. Build your life. Build your inner circle. And what I mean is cut off the toxic relationships. Cut off those relationships you can't be sure of. Cut off those relationships that you feel support something negative in your life. Because in, in the coming days, weeks, months, years, we're going to need a support system. We're going to need people that love on us, that hold us accountable, those friends, those family that will allow us to be something bigger, to build a bi bigger life. That goes for your career, that goes for your job. You have to have multiple streams of income. You've gotta diversify your life. You've gotta network. Because now we're in the phase of our country where we don't know what to trust, who to trust. So we've gotta build networks of strong support systems emotionally, socially, and professionally. So you've got to diversify your life and we've got to be multi-dimensional. We've got to be power thinkers. We've got to stop not supporting the local business owner. Get out there and support the local business owner. Become a local business owner. Support your life coach. Pour revenue into small businesses. Create your own business. We're going to have to figure out how to be in, become independent thinkers financially. If you are great with your finances, start holding workshops. If you know how to help people deal with emotions, I'm out here and I'm holding workshops so that we can navigate and that we can build a life that's bigger than the crap we're dealing with now. Find ways to constantly build your character so that you don't give in to the foolishness of being called out of your name, being called the B word or the N word, being disrespected. You have to build something bigger so that you're not damaged and affected and psychologically beat down by what we see. And this goes for your friends and your family. Do it for them. Do it to them. Encourage the kids. Let them know that what they see in the world does not have to be a representation of their world, your world, our world. We are, in fact, leaders in our household. Household. I like that. Household. Household. We are leaders. 
We are leaders in our church. We are leaders in our book club. We are leaders when we go out and have drinks with our friends, behave, act, show up accordingly. So number four is build. And then number five, uh, take a deep breath. Number five, love life. No matter what is going on, love life. Love this gift, you guys. Love it, y'all. I'm telling you, love life. Don't let anything, anyone, any experience steal your joy. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's just a shadow. It is not death itself. It's just the valley. It is not hell itself. It is not death. It is just the shadow. And if you want to get rid of the shadow of death, baby, you have got to shine the light of love, the light of life. You have got to live. You have got to leap into victory every single day of your life. You have got to remain optimistic. You have got to live faith as an action word. You have got to remain hopeful. Make this life about having amazing experience. Experience says, despite and in spite of what you may have experienced and what you may be experiencing, the heartbreak, the disappointment, the political pitifulness, <laughs> make it a job to have fun. Make it a job to possess peace. Make it a job to leap into victory. Make it a job to seek and live out your purpose and your divine destiny. Make it a job to explore every single detail as you journey through this life. Explore hobbies. Love your life. Indulge in healthy entertainment. Laugh as much as you can. Dance as much as you can. Shop responsibly. Work out as much as you can. Eat healthily as much as you can. Go vegan for two weeks, right? And then go hunting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't kill me. <laughs> you know I have to throw something in there to uh, shake you up. But I want you to love life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew. Breathe in with me. Every time that we breathe in, breathe in. <sighs> Exhale. Every time we inhale, we take it life in. We take God in. And every time we, we exhale, we release, we disperse all of the toxins, all of those things that are not good for us. So we breathe in life because we love it. And that's what life is, breath. And as long as we're here... And we share this planet and we share this country, the United States of America. As long as we share this country, this planet, there's only one earth, one planet, one breath, one God. You call it what you want. One most high, one experience. How do we want to live this thing? These are the tips to start you to survive and thrive beyond politics. But it is my prayer in this moment, in this moment, in this season, if you never knew why you were created to be, 
that your purpose falls on you right now, that you open up yourself to the most high, that you realize that you are connected to something divine, something that is all good because it's all working together for all of our good. Connect right now. Call out, reach out. How would you have me serve the planet? How would you have me shine my light? Who would you have me love? Who would you have me to forgive? You are responsible for the energetic makeup. What part are you playing? What the heck just happened, y'all? These are the five tips. Add your five. Tell your family member to add their five. Then share this and add another five. So that we create an avalanche of love and support for one another. Know how I feel about you. Know how I feel about you. Every single one of you, under the sound of my voice, doesn't matter what you look like, honey. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter how much money is in your pocket. I love you because we exist together. May the Most High protect and cover you. Until the next show, your favorite life transformation coach. We'll see you then.